0: Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Amen. How many you believe nothing is impossible with God? I believe that with all my... That was not very strong. How many of you believe nothing is impossible with God? Yeah, I knew you did. Amen. Amen. Well, as 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 I have direction at this point, I believe this will be my last message in the miracle series, and I want to share something with you today that's probably the hard part of believing in miracles. Today, I want to help you. I believe that's part of this intervention that God wants to do in your faith. My message today is waiting for the miracle, waiting for the miracle. That's the hard part, isn't it? We've all had to wait at times. We've all had had those seasons where, man, it's not happening like I wanted, Pastor. God, where are you? What are you going to do here? Now, how's this this going to all come together? And so uh, we're going to look at that today. We're going to walk right up to that, look at that tough moment. We're going to understand how to respond, and then we're going to respond today. I want to encourage you today. God is faithful. He is the God who will keep his word. He is the God who will keep his promise. Can anybody say amen to that? And so today, we're, we're going to just, uh, there was a phrase in one of the worship courses today. It says, I'm, in, I'm right here in the middle. You ever been in the middle? Had the promise? You don't have the answer yet, but God's with you in the middle. Amen? He's with you in that moment. And we have to learn to walk through these seasons and not give up on what God wants to do. Waiting is not easy. None of us like to wait. I want to encourage you with some things today. While you're waiting for the miracle, you're not alone. God's with you. You're not alone, and you're not wasting your time. God's doing something. I want to make sure you understand that. We have to value that time. If we learn to wait on God, if we learn to understand these moments, we're going to grow in our faith. We're going to grow in our knowledge of God. Do you know what what we love? We love deliverance. How many love instant deliverance? Deliverance. How many like that? Come on, tell the truth. How many like instant answers? I love instant answers. Have you ever, had, this is where we are, uh, probably the longest 30 seconds in the world standing in front of a microwave, right? Isn't it crazy how long 30 seconds is in front of a microwave? It's like, dear Lord, I mean, I could have run outside, come back in, mow the grass, you know, you're, you're waiting on your coffee to warm back up 30 seconds because we're microwavers, aren't we? And you know, we want deliverance. Do you know sometimes we want deliverance, but God wants development, God wants development. And if He delivered me every time I wanted to be delivered, as soon as I want to be delivered, I might not develop like I need to. Can I tell you something else? You know the miracle that we're praying for, believing for, that that we're encouraged is is happening because God is faithful? That miracle, I want to help you with something, might be too big for who we are right now. I might need to develop so that when God does do what He promised He would do, I'm going to steward that miracle properly. I'm going to be ready for that. See, here's what I know about miracles. I know that he is, our God is the God of miracles. I know that's his nature. I know as I read scripture, as I read the Bible, cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation, he is the God of miracles. I know this about him. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. He is mighty. He is powerful. He's the God of miracles. Now, we we don't always understand His timing. There's some things we don't know. We sometimes don't know uh, when the miracle is going to happen. We don't know where the miracle is going to happen. Sometimes we don't know how or why it's taken a little bit of time. But with the questions we don't know, let's remember. I may not know when, where, or how, but I know the one who does know the answer to all those things. And that's the focus of where we are. As you're waiting for that miracle. We know that He knows what He's doing while we're waiting for that miracle to happen. That word wait is not fun, is it? That word wait. Let's look at some things today that are going to help our faith. And then we're going to come back and respond. I believe today God's going to resurrect some faith in your life. Can somebody say amen to that? I believe He's going to resurrect it. I believe if you've been waiting for a while, sometimes it's easier to let go than keep trusting. We're going to resurrect that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at some scripture. Uh, let's go to Isaiah 64 4. Isaiah 64 4. I want you to find that. I want you to get ready to see it. I know it's going to be up here, but you need to underline this, highlight this, get this somewhere close, memorize it. How many, can I tell you, one of the things I am concerned about with so much easy accessibility to scripture, I love it. I, I have all the online versions and all these things, but you know what happens? It's so easy to get to it now. I want to make sure you're memorizing the Word. You need to be hiding. He said we hide His Word in our heart. Memorize that Word. Don't just read it. Ingest it. Make it part of who you are, okay? So Isaiah sixty four we're talking about waiting for the miracle. Look at this verse. This is powerful. Since ancient times, no one has heard. No ear has perceived. No eye has seen. Any God beside you, look at this, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Wow, that makes me want to wait. Anybody here? Let's look at that again. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. If you're waiting, he's going to act for you. He's going to do what nobody but God can do. He's worth waiting on. Can somebody say amen to that? He's worth the wait. Let's go to Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28. I wonder, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today because faith comes from hearing the word of God. Faith comes from hearing. Isaiah 40 and verse number 28. Are you ready? Let's look at this. Do you not know? Do you see this, uh, this reaching out in both these passages? God says, look, there's nobody like him. There's nobody like me. I want to make sure you get this. These are the things that waiting wants you to forget. How many heard what I just said? These are the things that waiting wants you to forget about you and God. We're going to remember them today. So let's look at this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. How many believe that? The creator of the ends of the earth. I love this next statement. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. Are you ready? He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. So, if you're weary today, I've got good news for you. You're about to get some strength. Come on. Quit fighting it and receive the strength. All right? I have some good news for you. If you feel weak power is coming in your life today. So, come on, let's claim it. I want you to say, Strength is mine today. Strength is mine. Power is mine today. God promises, all right? Now, let's watch this. Let's keep reading. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. Here, Come on, I love this verse. But those who... I want to see what translation... Yeah, look at this word used here. But those who hope. My version says, those who wait. Do you know those are synonyms? Did you get that? We wait with hope. We don't just wait, hanging around, not believing... Not expecting, just enduring those that wait with hope. How many are waiting with hope today? Amen. Look at this. But those who hope in the Lord, well, what's going to happen? They will renew their strength. Literally, the verbiage here is they will exchange their weakness for the strength of God. They're making an exchange. How many are making an exchange today? I'm making an exchange. I'm exchanging my weakness for his strength. I'm exchanging my my inability for his ability. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Are you ready? They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's the God we serve. The promises for those that are waiting Hoping and faith are so powerful in the Word of God. I want you to make sure you get these. Satan wants to bury your hope. If there's anything Satan wants, he wants to bury your hope. Listen to your pastor today. There is nothing you own that Satan needs or wants. Did you hear what I just said? There is nothing you want. He doesn't want your house. He doesn't want your cars. He doesn't want, he, listen, he doesn't even want your health. Do you know what Satan wants? Your faith. That's the prize of hell. The prize of hell is your faith. Satan wants to bury your faith. He wants to bury your trust. He wants to bury your hope. He wants to attack you while you're waiting to give up, to give in. There's nothing. Or you say, well, Satan uses all those things. He does. But the goal is to pull your faith from God. The goal is to walk away from him. That's what he does. That's behind everything he's doing. See, he attacks us. In the time of waiting with those nevers, doesn't he? Never. Hey, you know what? You're never going to get that answer to prayer. That's a satanic lie. He says, you know what's going to happen to you? You're never going to get that job. You're never going to get that promotion. You're never going to be healthy again. You singles are never going to find a Christian spouse. You're never going to have that baby. He is the liar of never. But I have one more never that you need to hear today. Not only does the devil throw a never at you, I've got a never for God. God says he will never leave you or forsake you. And we're going to hold on that today. Look at this in your Bible. It's in Deuteronomy 31, verses 6. And verses 8, look at this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Come on, let's read it again. No, no, go back here. Yeah, 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 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. In the waiting, you're not by yourself. In the waiting, you're not alone. In the promise, with all the nevers that Satan throws at you, God tops them all when he says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. How many are thankful that's the God we serve today? Amen. He's the God that's close to those that are trusting him while they're waiting. But sometimes we say, well, Lord, how long? Come on, anybody ever been there? I'm I'm hitting the hard spots today. We're not dodging any of the tough ones. God, how long? How long, God? How long do I have to wait? How long is this? Am, am I going to have to deal with this? Waiting's hard. And let me help you. It's human to struggle. It's human to struggle. When we're waiting, we, we, we get anxious, don't we? In our strength, we, we make some choices that aren't good choices. We, we, we don't like the pain. We don't like the fear. Uh, we don't like the ups and we don't like the downs it's, it's, it's not easy to wait but I want you to know we sang it today we're going to sing it again in the context of this message what I want you to know God has never forgotten you did you hear what I'm saying? some people have said as I prayed for you this week it's like in my spirit I heard people with their head down saying God's forgotten about me God forgot His promise can I tell you God's never forgotten about you can I tell you that God has never neglected you He's working in the unseen areas of your life. How many know what I'm saying? He's working in the unseen areas. Let me give you an illustration that might help you. I don't. I haven't seen this in a long time. Maybe you got to be a little older, school to have seen this. But there used to be this deal. People would. Uh, they had these competitions where they would have these huge tables, these areas, and they were making these designs with dominoes. It was like a pattern. And they would carefully stack them for days and days and days and line them up. And then you push that one, and here they go. They all fall when they push that one. Can I tell you something today while you're waiting? Let me give you a picture. I'm looking at that first domino. So are you, right? I'm looking at that one. God, when's it going to fall? When's it going to fall? When's it going to fall? And that's all I can see. But God's lining up all those other dominoes. And see, when your miracle happens at the right place at the right time, it's not just going to be that domino you saw on the front. It's not going to stop till everything the devil ever tried to do against your life has been knocked down and fall down. It's not only going to be a miracle for you. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect your church. It's going to affect your business. It's going to affect your school. See, God's not neglecting you and me. He's working in the unseen right now. He is ordering some things together that will amaze us when they happen. Is anybody believing that's who our God is today? See, we, we have to trust that. We have to recognize that. And, and while you're waiting, you're in some pretty good company. Hebrews 12, 1 says, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And they are cheering you on. You know what they're saying? These men and women that have been in the Word, that, that have lived. And we have the example. See, we're, we're surrounded by them. Come on, I want you to say, I'm surrounded right now. I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, men and women who have waited on God and God answered their prayer. Amen? Men and women, you know what? They're yelling at you out of the grandstand of heaven. Don't give up now. Don't let go now. Don't stop now. I've seen him do it. If he did it for me, he's going to do it for you. So we start throwing off these things that hinder us. And and, and we say, you know, I'm not giving up. And I'm not giving in. I'm, I'm going to throw some doubt off. How many will throw some doubt off today? I'm going to throw some quit off me today. I'm going to throw some bitterness off me today. I'm going to throw some compromise off me today. Do you know sometimes the devil uses your season of waiting to tempt you to sin? You know what he said? Well, if God hasn't answered to prayer, he's not. You might as well go ahead and do it yourself. Listen, if God's not going to give you a godly woman, just marry that other woman. Come on. If you can't get a godly man to take you out on a date, then you just head out to the club and get any kind of man to take you out on a date. So here's, here's the issue. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're realizing. Here's what we're saying that God is working in the unseen, that I'm in some good company that I may be waiting, but I'm waiting with the purpose. I'm waiting with the presence of God. I'm waiting with men and women of God who are telling me it's okay. David is telling you I was prophesied over as a teenage shepherd and I had to hold on until I became the slayer of a giant and the king of Israel. But it's worth waiting. If God's spoken to you in the quiet when no one is there, don't give up. If He's God when no one's there, He's God when everyone's there. And you hold on to what He's Said. Abraham had a promise, you're gonna have a son. Abraham gets to be a hundred years old, and his wife's calling him Big Daddy, and the neighbors are laughing at him. But when Big Daddy and Big Mama have a baby at 190, it was worth waiting on God. He's able. He's able. We're in some good company today. I like my company. What about you? I'd rather be in the company of the men and women of faith while I'm waiting than the company of the doubters and the losers and the boozers and the giver-uppers while we're waiting on the promise of God. Anybody with me today? Yeah, he's worth waiting on. Sometimes we have to wait. We have to focus while we're waiting. See, our focus gets off. What, what happens? In, in other words, if, if our focus just becomes what we don't have yet, Instead of the God who's our provider, we're going to become miserable. We begin to focus on what we don't have. And you know what? We miss everything we do have. Everything God is doing. All the blessings that are there. Well, God, I don't have this. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When is it going to happen? I have to leave the timing to God. I have to leave the trust to God. And meanwhile, there are many things He's doing around you all the time. There are many things He's doing to keep you alive until that miracle does happen. There are many things he's doing to keep your faith alive while you're waiting. We have to understand it's where we put our focus on while we're waiting that's that's going to make the difference. See, if we put our focus on what we don't have, it's depressing. It's discouraging. It's about lack. It's about not enough. But if I begin to put my focus on God, God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to walk with you in this. I begin to have his presence in my life, right? I begin to get into the Word. I read my Bible. I pray. I worship. See, you have to reach this place. Let's let's get to this bottom line where I'm not just serving God because of what He's going to give me. I'm serving God because I love Him. I'm serving God because I need Him. I'm serving God because His presence is better than life to me. I'm serving him because he sent his son and died on the cross in my place and forgave my sins that I did not deserve. And if anyone loves me like that, I love them enough to trust them when it gets hard. Lord, I'm not just serving you for what I'm going to get. I'm not just measuring you by what I want. I know you're faithful. And I'm going to focus on your presence. And I'm going to walk with you in the middle. I'm going to walk with you while I'm waiting. I'm going to get my Bible out. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship. I'm going to gather with believers. Let me tell you something. The devil is always after dividing and conquering. You know what he wants to do when you're having a hard time? Don't go to church. Don't get around Christians. Don't worship. Turn that worship music off and turn something else on, you know. And he's always about that. He always wants to isolate you while you're hurting. So that he can come against you. You see, can can, can I give you some good news today? Do you know that your broken heart, your tears while you're waiting, sometimes it gets that bad? Have you ever been so discouraged and and, and disappointed? It just, heart's broken. You don't know how I'm going to take another step. God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can I help you with something? Your broken heart will never push God away from you. Even your brokenness at your worst part. Look at Psalms 34, 18. Psalms 34, 18. you got to see this. Uh, what do we see? Even when my heart is broken, when, when I don't know how I'm going to take another step, this is what the Word of God says. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And He saves those who are crushed in spirit. I want you to say that. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. See, today we've, the enemy says, look at you, your heart's broken. Look at you, you're crying. Look at this, you're down on your face. But can I tell you something, That's not a, God's not afraid of that. He's not afraid of my pain. He's not afraid of that broken place. In fact, he says, I'm going to come right to you. There are going to be times in your waiting where it's difficult. You know what? I, I left my wallet in another room, got my microphone back here. I meant to bring it. You know, I have been praying, we've been praying, you've been praying with us for Phoenix Miracle to manifest. God saved her life when Stevens-Johnson Syndrome tried to take her away from us. And we know that he's faithful, that he had, begins a good work, brings it to completion. And that's where I stand in my faith. And you've been so great to stand with us. And you know, there have been times when I wanted things to happen faster in my own journey. There have been times when I watched her suffer, when it broke my heart and I cried. There have been times when, when, when I've said, God, I, 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 I'll, I, she can have my eyes. She can have my skin. I'll, take, I'll trade places with her. In those early days when she was laying in 40 days in the hospital, weeks in intensive care, I said, God, I'll trade, I'll climb in the bed. I'll trade places. I'll be in there. You've been good to me. My life's been awesome. I'll give it for her right now. And you know what had to happen to me? I had to come to a place where someone had to tell me something I needed to hear. And you know what they said? They said to me, they said, a friend said, you know what, George? You need to stop trying to do what only God can do. And you better be who you are and you better let him be who he is. Got to get there sometimes, don't you? Sometimes through my tears, I've had to say, I trust you. I trust you. I'm waiting. You know what? You've got too much invested to give up now. You prayed too long to give up now. You believe too much to walk away now. The devil that says never is a liar every time he opens his mouth. And our God says, I'll never forsake you. And I wore this blue wristband on my arm. For I said, I'm not going to take it off till she's healed. I said, pray for Phoenix. And in this last year, one day, I, 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 it snapped off my wrist. I was like, oh, it broke. But as I picked it up, the Holy Spirit whispered in my heart. And he said, just like it snapped, just like that, I'm going to heal her. Just like that. Just like that. And so now I carry it. I can't wear it, but I carry it in my wallet. Some things more valuable than money. <laughs> I carry it in my wallet. It goes with me everywhere I go. And every time I open it up, just like that. Just like that. Just like that. There's a day coming for you. You'll trust in God just like that. Just like that. When the enemy thinks he had you, there's going to be a day when it snaps. Just like that. Just like that. Every once in a while on a hard day, I pull that blue, that blue thing out and I say, just like that. Just like that. I'm not giving up. I'm not going away. It's too valuable. It means too much. Is anybody listening to me today? I'm just trying to give you the real how we get from here to there. A couple of years ago, I shared something with you that I really sense is where we are today and what what this moment is about. So God, what do I do when my heart's broken? What do I do when I'm tired of waiting? Well, We've already read, He's never going to forsake us. He's never going to leave us. He's worth waiting on. He's right there for us. What do I do in the wait? What do I do in the toughest moments, in the, in the greatest challenge, when the wait seems to almost overwhelm me? I, I, I want to share a, a truth with you. Here's what I would say. While you're waiting, while you're hoping, you must stay in the presence of God You must enter in. You must do whatever you have to do to stay in the presence of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Waiting wants to pull you out of His presence. Waiting wants to pull you away from these things you know. So we have to enter in. I shared this with you. How do we do this? Listen, let me just quote this scripture with you. In Psalm 100, it says this. It says, we enter His gates with what? Thanksgiving. We come into His courts with praise. There are going to be moments when the last thing you want to do is worship. When the last thing you want to do is praise. I've had people say to me, why do I praise a God who hasn't answered my prayer because He's not through yet. That's why you praise the God who is faithful and able. You you enter His gate. Look look at this with me in Psalm uh, Isaiah 60 verse 18. Isaiah 60 18. I want you to see this. We're about to do something that's going to help you. Isaiah 60 Eighteen. Do we have that? I can read it if it's not coming. Look at this. No longer will violence be heard in your land, nor ruin or destruction within your borders. Look at this. But you will call your walls salvation and your gates Praise. praise. There's an entryway into the presence of God. No matter what's going on around your life, no matter what you've heard, no matter the reports there, no matter what your emotions say, there is a gate called praise that if you will enter that gate, If you will go into his presence, if you will say, Lord, by faith, I trust you. God, I honor you. God, in any circumstances, I know you're able. I know you're you're, you're God. I know you're good. And I'm going to praise you. The one thing the devil hasn't counted on When you and I are waiting, is that in the middle of the way, at the midnight hour, in the darkest point, instead of giving up, we're going to start praising him. Instead of running off from him, we're going to start running to him. Are you hearing me? He doesn't have a plan for that. All the other responses he's seen before. But when someone says, I need the presence of God. I'm going to enter in this. It's an act of faith. It's what I'm going to do. This, do you recall this? Look at Revelation 21, 21. Next to the last chapter in our Bible, we have a description of the very gates of heaven. And it said the 12 gates were 12 what? Pearls. That's a big pearl. Each gate made of a single pearl. Now, what did Isaiah say the gate was? It was what? Praise. Praise. And so here we see these access into the heavens' presence is a pearl. I've taught you this; when you be reminded today, you know how a pearl develops. A pearl develops in the presence of irritation inside that that clam, inside that 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 soft tissue, inside that oyster. Sand gets in, irritant gets in, aggravation gets in, and that that animal begins to respond to that. That, 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 they, They begin to build something around it and build something around it and build something around it. And what started off as an irritation is turning into a jewel. What started off as something bothering them is turning into something that's valuable. Can I tell you right now, there's something that you and I can do. When the enemy begins to irritate, aggravate, lie to you, accuse you, say never, tell you God forgot you, God neglected you, there is a gate... That you and I can begin to open in the presence of God. It started because the enemy attacked me, but the great worship, the praise, the gates that bring us in, the pearls that that develop in your hard waiting time are the straightest access you'll ever have into the presence of God. It's when we come in with worship that is beautiful. It's when we come in with praise that is above the average. It's when all of heaven hears this sound coming out of your heart and mouth. the world says give up, when Satan says never, and we say I'm going to worship, there is a gate of praise that brings me into the presence of God and frees me out of that doubt and despair. You know, when, when we begin to understand this, think of this, think of this, that kind of praise, I want you to get this, can never be heard originating in heaven because in heaven there are no tears. In heaven there is no waiting. In heaven, there is no crime. In heaven, there is no pain. And so this kind of gate that is developed out of praise in the midst of opposition doesn't originate in heaven. It originates on earth. Do you know there's a praise we can give God that the angels can't even give Him? There is a praise that rises up to God while you're waiting that heaven can't reproduce. I'm telling you, there's something holy powerful, valuable, when in my waiting time I choose to say, oh God, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I'm going to gather the faith I have and the hope I have. Do you know you can praise God when you don't feel like praising God? (laughs) Do you know praise is not an emotion? Praise is not a Sunday morning activity. Praise is the verbiage of faith in my spirit that says, I praise you when I can't see you. I praise you when I don't understand you. I praise you when I don't know how this is gonna work because I know you. You've been faithful to me. Does anybody know him here today? Does anybody, has he proven himself faithful? See, <clears throat> sometimes you gotta reach back on your, your, uh, on your account (laughs) that you've developed over the years, seeing the goodness of God and say, I don't see it now, but I'm going to reach over here and grab some of the faithfulness I've seen in my life and I'm going to praise you for who you are. Now I want to, I want the worship team to come back out. You might have to give them a heads up to get them back out here this early. Uh, we're, we're going to worship God today. We're not going to go home. I don't want to just give you a lesson. In fact, I have edited my message because we're not in a theory today. How many hear what I'm saying? Today's not a theory. Today's not a little historical lesson about the Bible. Today is an intervention for men and women who are waiting on a miracle and the devil's been telling you it's never going to happen. Today's an intervention for those that have been saying, I don't know what happened to my relationship with the Lord. I've gotten a little dry. I've gotten a little cold. My worship's become a little dead. I've lost that step. What God wants to do is say, here's a chance to stand in the face of your hardest moment and begin to enter into the gate of praise. Begin to develop something that hell can't fight. Begin to develop something that the enemy has no weapon against. I believe today that you and I are about to make a response to God that's going to establish your faith until that miracle happens in your life. I believe it's literally going to put you in a position to hold, to stand, to be strong so that, not if, but when. Someone say when. When the breakthrough comes, you're going to be there. How about you? This is how I feel. I've prayed too long for something. I've invested too much prayer. I've invested too much time to walk off and let the devil have my victory right now. Anybody says that? I'm going to be there on victory day. I'm going to be there on victory day. Anybody going to join me? I'm going to be there when the breakthrough comes. I'm going to be there when the enemy has to walk off. I'm going to be there when all of his lies bounce back in his face and my God says, I said I would never leave you. I said I would never forsake you. That's who we are. That's what we're doing. And I believe God's going to do something with that today. I want you to stand with me. Let's stand together. It's way too early. If you go get the kids now, you'll mess everything up. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. We're going to worship. We're gonna worship with faith now. You want to see we gotta understand it. What are we about to do? Everything I just taught you. What are we about to do? We're saying, God, I need a faith boost today. Let's be honest. How many need that? How many need it? Come on, you need something. You need something. How many you don't have to raise your hand. You need something fresh. You need something fresh. You need to renew something. Grab something. Take hold of something. I want to tell you these moments <clears throat> that we're moving into right now. I want to this is what the scripture says, according to your faith, so be it. We can just sing songs. Or you can say, God, you have ordained this. This is what I needed to get me to the end of this thing. This is what I needed to get to the other side. I'm telling you, God's intervening online. I sense so strongly online, there are people barely hanging on. You're barely hanging on in your faith. I sense that in this room. Listen to me. The devil wants your faith. He wants your hope. He wants to bury that. And today we have to make a decision. I'm going to worship. I'm going to get in through that gate. I'm not going to hang outside anymore. I'm coming in. I want you to go hard for God right now. Amen? I want you to go hard for Him. I want your faith to rise up. And as you do, let me tell you something. You're going to begin to be healed. Those old wounds of doubt and fear about to be healed there's going to be healing on the inside in this room right now where you've cried where you've accused god where you shook your fist at god can i tell you there's grace and mercy coming your way right now there's closeness and goodness coming are you ready come on let's just begin to enter in and then worship Him. Together. thank you for listening to today's podcast you can connect with us live each wednesday and sunday through our social media pages if today's message has blessed you Please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.